you might hear, uh, you might hear Jesus is your good shepherd, or you might have walked in, or you might have seen the email earlier this week, or seen it on Facebook, and you might have thought, oh, I kind of know that already. Because I've heard that, you know, every year for as long as I've been going to church. It's all over the Bible. And pastor, didn't we even kind of talk about this last week a little bit, how Jesus is our good shepherd? And the answer is, yeah, in a way we did. And so when you hear that, and you might think, okay, I get it. Like, he protects me. He leads me to green pastures. He leaves the 99 and goes and finds the one. I get it. But even if that's the case, listen. And listen very closely. Because what happens when we've heard something over and over again, or we think we know it, is it tends to just stay right up here in our heads. And it never gets down into our heart and soul. And that's a temptation for me. It's a temptation for all of you. Um, Especially the more you hear um, the good news that God loves you. So listen here. No matter how many times you've heard that Jesus is your good shepherd, um, because today God wants to take it from just being in your head and he wants it to settle down deep in your heart and soul and, and he wants it never, ever to leave. So listen to what Jesus says in John 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is God's word. Now Jesus, just like last week when he was talking to the Pharisees, he's still primarily talking to the Pharisees here. Not people who love him. He's talking to people who hate him and want nothing to do with him. And what he is doing here is Jesus is drawing a distinction to teach the Pharisees that he is different from every other religious leader, different from every other shepherd. And so Jesus just straight up gives us the defining characteristics of the good shepherd. It's incredibly clear. First he says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now what does that mean? It means what you think it means, first of all. It means that he literally lays down his natural life. He, he died. But it means more than that. His life doesn't just mean his physical, natural life. The fact that he laid down his life, it, life means his, his living. He laid down his entire being for the sheep. Because his purpose, his goal, was always the sheep. 
His purpose, his goal was always you. His life, his goal, his aim, it was not about himself at all. Jesus' living, it was never ever aimed at himself. It was always aimed at the sheep and you're the sheep. It was always laid, aimed at you. It was always about keeping you safe, leading you to green pastures, providing living water for you. And some of those things, every shepherd, every shepherd who took care of sheep, they'd all do that. They would all take care of their sheep, but, but they wouldn't lay down their life. And here I mean their natural life. They wouldn't lay it down for their sheep because that wouldn't make any sense. Think about it. If, if there's a shepherd who has a bunch of sheep and a wolf comes and the wolf is going after one of the sheep, like the shepherd would maybe take some risks and he would go and try to fight off the wolf. But if it became clear that the wolf or the lion or whatever animal it was was going to kill the shepherd, the shepherd wouldn't lay down his life because that actually wouldn't be any good for the sheep anyways. Because the animal who killed the shepherd is still around. And now, oh, there's no shepherd. So now the animal is free to devour the rest of the flock. So I could imagine the owner of the sheep even saying to the shepherd, hey, like, do your best. Do your best to protect all the sheep. But if, if the animal is going to kill you, just let one of the sheep die. That's fine. Just protect most of them. Because it wouldn't actually help the sheep for the shepherd to lay down his life in the first place. But the good shepherd lays down his life, his natural life and his entire existence for the sheep. Because his goal is always you. It's never about himself. Which, if we look at our lives, is kind of backwards, right? Actually, totally. Because pretty much everything we do is aimed towards ourselves. You work, or in the past, you worked. Why? Well, to provide for yourself and your family. You go to school. Why? To get more knowledge. Why? Maybe to go to more school, or maybe to go out in the workplace and get a job and, and have the skills and the knowledge to be um, a functioning member of society and have a job and be independent. Why? To take care of yourself and provide for you and whoever's in your household. You sit down and you watch Netflix or YouTube or stories on social media. Why? For your own enjoyment. And none of these are bad things, by the way. But what would it, what would it look like if our lives were never about us? If we laid down our entire lives, not just our, our physical life, but our existence. You might even tell someone who you love dearly, you might say, I would do anything for you. I love you so much, I would give up my life for you. And that would be amazing, to die to save another person. But that's, that's easier. Because giving up your life to save the life of another is just a one-time decision. Again, it's amazing, but, but it's easier. The more difficult thing the more difficult thing is the day-by-day, hour-by-hour, sometimes minute-by-minute action of laying down your life in the sense that you're laying down your goals, your purposes, your existence, and you're using your life not to benefit you, but every minute you're thinking, how can my life be laid down in order to benefit others? What would it be like if, 
if you did, we did all the, all the right things, right? Like you ate well, you slept well, you got good rest, you exercised, you worked well, and you saved, and you budgeted, and you invested, and you did all these things, and kind of in the back of your mind, you knew that they would benefit you, but that wasn't why you did them. You did all these good things that you knew would benefit you, but you did them because you just want to take care of what God has given you, and you figure that if you do all these things well, that's going to enable you to serve more people in better and better ways. What if you did all the good things, but your goal, your aim, your purpose was never to benefit you? It was always to benefit others. What if you laid down your life? I'm thinking if I do that, I, I would be so free. I would never be worried about myself. It, it wouldn't be like I would neglect myself, but I'd never be worried about me. I, I would just be content with whatever the good shepherd decides to grant me. Because I know he's got me because he's a good shepherd and he can protect me from anything. And he's always got my best interests in mind. And so I'm just constantly thinking, never, never worried about me, but always free to just think about others because I know I'm good because I've got the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life, not just his natural life, but his entire life for the sheep. Jesus' goal, his love was the sheep, his purpose was the sheep. It was always, always you. He laid down everything for you. But that's not all. It says, he, Jesus says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says, and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. So that thing about him and the father, just as there's intimate love flowing from son to father and father to son, it's the same way with Jesus' sheep and Jesus the shepherd. His sheep know him very well. He knows his sheep very well. He says, I know them and I lay down my life. And I don't usually speak with four exclamation points, but when I wrote it, I wrote it with four exclamation points. He knows you. He knows you. And he lays down his life for you. Here's why that's so amazing. I'm pretty convinced that if everyone knew everything about everyone else, no one would have any friends. It's a scary thought. If you knew everything, even like your best friend or your spouse or whoever it is that's closest to you in life, if you knew everything about them and they knew everything about you, would you like each other? Would you love each other? Now, forgiveness can happen, and it does happen, and that's wonderful. But I'm pretty convinced, because, because it's scary. Like, I even get scared about it with my wife. I get scared to confess a sin to her. And she, I know she loves me, and she's going to keep on loving me. But I get scared to confess a sin, and the bigger the sin, the more scared I get. Because there's a part of me that thinks, oh man, if she really knew me, or if she knows this part of me and what I did, she's going to love me less, or she's just going to think less of me. And that's what's really scary. Because we think, the more someone knows me, the less they're going to love me, or the less they'll think of me. And I want her, and I want all of you, and I want everyone to think the best of me. And so we all go through life hiding parts of ourselves from other people because we're scared that if they really knew us, 
They wouldn't love us, or at the very least, they would think less of us. But there's no hiding anything from Jesus. He is the good shepherd who knows everything. The thing that you, you will never share it with anyone in this world, you're too embarrassed, he knows it already. And, and he lays down his life for you. That's what a good shepherd is. He loves perfectly because he knows you completely, through and through, and he lays down his life for you. And there's even more. He says, I have the authority to lay down my life and the authority to take it up again. Jesus has authority that no other shepherd, no other person has. Authority over death itself. He said an audacious thing. He said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down of my own accord. And we've even seen that in the last couple weeks in worship. A couple weeks ago, people tried to take Jesus to the edge of a cliff and push him off. What happened? Well, Jesus knew it wasn't time for him to lay down his life, his physical life yet, so he just walked right through him. Earlier, this morning, and it happened later in John 10, people picked up stones to stone him. And then they decided not to do that, but they wanted to seize him and arrest him and then put him to death. And it says that he escaped their grasp. And it wasn't because he had all the right moves. It was because he's God and he's the good shepherd. And later, a few months after John 10, when Jesus decides to lay down his life, how does he do it? He tells the person that he knows is going to betray him and put him on trial. He tells him, go and do your work. Go get ready to bring me in. And then after he gets up from the meal that he shared with his disciples, Jesus goes to the place where he knows his captors are going to be. And when he says, I, I am Jesus, they all fall down. Because that's how powerful he is. And then Jesus goes with them. And when Jesus is hanging on the cross and people are calling to him, hey, bring yourself down if you're really the son of God. And he could have, but he doesn't because he has authority to lay down his own life. And when he dies, like sometimes people debate, oh, who killed Jesus? And even the Bible talks sometimes, Peter says in Acts, you killed the son of God with your sins. And in a sense, yeah. But if Jesus didn't want it to happen, you can be sure it wouldn't have happened. Because Jesus doesn't die until he calls out for everyone to hear, it is finished. I'm ready to die. And then he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. No wolf, no animal, no lion, no one takes it from me. I lay it down because that's what I have the authority to do. And oh, if you need any proof that everything I'm telling you is true, I have the authority to take it back up again. There wasn't ever any shepherd who could do that who could die, save the sheep, and then decide to come back to life. But the good shepherd does. And that's what proves that everything he says is true. Now, I want to take you to Namibia, which is in southwestern Africa. And there's a lot of people who live there in villages and things. Um, but I heard a story. There was one family who, they had some chickens and some goats. And then a lion came, probably a couple lions. And in that country, it's illegal to harm the lions. They're endangered or whatever classification they have. And so the thing that they do to, to save themselves when a lion comes by is that they all go down the road, live with a friend a couple miles away until the lions, you know, whatever, move on to their next place. But before they pack up and move out down the road, they said the most dangerous part of being around lions like that is when at nighttime, 
you have to get up in the dark and go out and use the restroom because it's in a different building from the main house. And so they said what they would do to keep themselves safe in the dark while they are going out to the outhouse is they would take a goat and they would tie it to a tree so that if there happened to be a lion around and the lion was hungry, the lion, instead of going after the person who is free to run away, the lion would go after the goat who was tied to a tree. In order to save the person, to save themselves, the person would tie the goat to the tree. The good shepherd is the opposite. Jesus doesn't tie a person to the tree in order to save himself. Jesus decided to go and tie himself to a tree in order to save the sheep. And when he was, when he was tied up to that tree that we call a cross in Jerusalem, he had you on his mind because he knows you. He knows the billions of sheep that he has. He knows you all by name. He knows you and he loves you. And he knows every part of you, including the parts that you don't want to tell anyone ever about. Jesus knows them and he had you on his heart and his mind when he decided to go and tie himself to the tree. He said, I'll be devoured by the lion. I'll face the lion. I know he's coming around and he can devour me so that he doesn't devour you. That's the kind of good shepherd that we have. And you, you know this. You know that you are his sheep and he is your shepherd. And, and then you see yourself in the Bible. Did you know Jesus was talking about you? In verse 16, he said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must, must bring them also, and they too will listen to my voice. What Jesus was saying is that it was a commonly held belief back then that the Messiah was just for the Jewish people. But Jesus says here, no, no, I've got other sheep, not Jewish people. I've got people of that time. I've got people in 2021. They're my sheep, and I must bring them also. And when you know that Jesus is your shepherd, you love him and you listen. You listen to his voice. And so, you as the sheep of the good shepherd, and there's no better identity. There's no better identity than being the sheep of the good shepherd. Listen. Listen to his voice. Let the truth of him being your good shepherd settle deep in your heart. And see how he has laid down and he continues to lay down his entire existence for you because Jesus is not ever about himself. He has always and always will be for you. And let the peace of knowing that he's your good shepherd, let that move you to every day, every minute of every day, make choices to lay down your life, to lay down your existence, not to benefit you, but to benefit others. Jesus is your good shepherd. There's no better place to be than to be part of his flock. And that is what you are. Amen.